Welcome to Get in the Ring with DJ D Coops and B Smut on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Ring on the Social Suplex Podcast Network here, and this is going to be a little bit of a different flow here. We're going to talk about wrestling and music, as I have Joey Haney of the Rock Strikes 10 Music Podcast, and um, Joey, tell, tell us about yourself. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me on, first of all, Danny. It's, it's great to be here. Uh, yeah, like like Danny said, I do the Rock Strikes 10 podcast. We have a whole network of shows on the website, cnjradio.com. C is in Chris, N is in Nola, J is in Joey, cnjradio.com. And we do uh, my Rock Strikes 10 show. There's a Synaptic uh, podcast, also another great music show. We do the Wrestling House show, which is our flagship since like 2008. Uh, there's The Last Theater, which is a great uh mostly horror and cult and exploitation movie podcast with Chris, who uh, I couldn't do any of this without him. We're currently doing a nightmare on Elm street series of, you know, franchise wrap up right now. Part one just dropped yesterday. We also have talking rock with myself and Mark Striegel and I am vinyl with the great Pete LaRusso, a good friend of mine, a vinyl specific podcast. So, uh, you know, as we're all being shut-ins right now, you have a lot of great entertainment options that are definitely free on cnjradio.com is that good enough of a pitch for you that is a great enough pitch and how did you get mark striegel on your network <laughs> i i uh you know mark's a friend i've uh done some stuff with him in the past and uh i feel like i don't deserve him right now at this point because we haven't posted a talking rock in a while but he's a good guy and he's been nothing but great to me and whenever we, our schedules both link up we do a couple of those and you know, it's just, it's an honor to have him on here. And Talking Rock is something that we can both do very well. So that's why we do Talking Rock. So And not Talking Metal, which he does. Yeah, on his yeah. Own. and I can, of course I can talk metal, but that's his show. And that's that should always be like his show. So we just came up with a cool spinoff. Uh, he, he actually was doing Talking Rock years before I got to him with this. It was just kind of something he wanted to bring back that he, he hadn't been doing as of late. So I'm trying to keep the lights on. Hopefully some more episodes will be coming out soon. But the ones that we have out are, are good, so I recommend those as well. Right. Right. And we're going to talk about music mostly, but also a little bit about wrestling. What do you think about this whole WrestleMania thing? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean... What can you do? I mean, there's nobody to blame in the world of wrestling for this. So I'm not going to be one of the, I mean, like, how can you be one of those guys that's just going to complain about something that even they have no control over? And they literally have no control over this. None of the companies have any control over whether they do business right now. Uh, the independent feds, same thing. I mean, just it's interesting to see. And not funny, but interesting to see what the fallout is for Mania not happening as a live event. 
all the companies that base a lot of good business during that week, you know, as piggybackers. And don't get me wrong. I love the piggybackers. Part of the reason for going to Mania at this point for me and the three times that I've been have definitely been for the indie shows that are wrapped around it. And of course, WrestleCon and things like that. But man, just the domino effect that it takes on the business is insane. It's just, uh, it's unprecedented. And, and I feel bad. I'm really glad there's people out there that are making a good living that are trying to help. I saw Mustafa Ali that, uh, if you don't know, I mean, did you hear about what he did a few days ago? What did he do? So there was that warehouse wrestling show that was going to take place around Pro Wrestling Tees over in <laughs> Chicago. And they were going to, you know, stream it and the whole thing. And they were going to have a very small, you know, group of people that showed up, put on matches and stream it online. And they were going to make it like kind of a, a live GoFundMe kind of thing where, hey, if you like this guy, feel free to throw in a tip, you know, that kind of shit. And Ali, like, basically went on Twitter and said, I'm going to fund the entire event here. And I encourage anybody in my position to do the same thing. And I was like, man, that guy. Mustafa <laughs> Ali is a cool guy. He is. I mean, Don't be Braun Strowman in this situation. Be a Mustafa Ali. There you go. Yeah, we, we almost don't deserve him as a people, but he is one of the good ones. So, you know, yeah, once Fox you get back under... Going out and donating to independent companies. Yeah. A lot of WWE guys are doing that, too. And Evil Uno is donating to independent guys. Oh, well, he's just trying to get people to join the cult. Don't buy into what he says. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, even, like, people you can pick on and I have in the past, like Impact, they're apparently going to be paying their workers while they're out of work you know things i didn't expect to happen are happening so it's really cool like music and just the arts in general and wrestling is an art as we all know right. uh, music music and wrestling and all the arts seem to be very high on supporting themselves in this time and that's cool because it doesn't seem like the government's going to do anything about it i know that's a different show but uh, you know, I'm just glad to see that there's some unity going on here and uh, it can only be better for that reason. I hope once this thing is inevitably done with, then, you know, it'll kind of stay that way. I mean, it probably won't, but it's nice to see it right now. And uh, yeah, I just everybody support everything you can. If there's a, It's just like supporting small businesses that you don't want to see go out of business. You, if you're in a position to do it, it's great to do it now. So, yes. Yes, it's very nice to see. I'm laying a, I'm laying a lot of track here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you are laying a lot of track. Uh, it's it's fine, you know. Um, it's cool. Um, what was I thinking? Music festivals are taking a huge hit, and the the rock festival community have taken a hit too, as the DWP festivals have canceled their big three. Um, music festivals for May, but they offered a great solution for their fans. Did you see that today? Oh, no, yeah, yeah I'm curious. Um, so, um, I'm gonna go to the Song Temple website right now. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't come prepared, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We 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 uh, did this on the fly here today. So. We did this on the fly. I just called Joey like a half hour ago, not half hour ago, but so yeah. they're offering full refunds, which a lot of festivals aren't doing. Yeah. Um, or you could apply for your pass for 2021, or exchange your pass for another 2020 DWP festival 
Um, um, they're also making, they're doing a fourth day of Ladder Than Life um, festival. They're adding Thursday. And they're making that free. And Metallica's oh. back at Louder Than Life. Yeah, yeah. Were they were they doing two nights this year? Where like each night yes. is unique. Yeah, yeah, each night's unique. So Metallica's back at Louder Than Life. They originally pulled out because James had sobriety things. Yeah, and then yeah. you can get you can get your pass at one dollar down, and no payments start until May third. Yeah, I think they should start. They should be able to take payments when everything is kind of like, you know, when the coast is clear. At least that's what I think all these places right. should do. And a lot of people that are scheduling their makeup dates, I think, should ought to wait and see on that. I think it's weird. I don't know if it's some sort of legal contractual thing that people have to kind of stay active in the status of these things. You know, like people postponing tours instead of canceling them. Because if you cancel them, you got to do full refunds. And, of course, nobody wants that. But... You know, I think they should be able to get a pass to say, hey, look, we'll announce the shows when the coast is clear. And I think people are being already, as of today, they're being a little presumptuous about when they can start playing shows because nobody right. knows right now. Right. Nobody knows and nobody really does know. Yeah. But uh, by the way, speaking of Metallica, they announced just a few hours ago, as of this recording, that they're, they're going to do some interactive stuff. Uh, online they're ba- well basically what they're doing is they're calling it metallica mondays they're gonna uh, stream a free concert every monday you know a recent cool. full-length show yeah for free on their youtube page so you know usually they post like a song or two from a night but this is going to be like you know if you want to see a full concert you miss the live experience you can watch a whole show for free on their youtube page and you know those guys whenever the whenever shit goes down metallica is always there to step up you know whether it's the fires or what's going on right now, and, uh, you know, they're good dudes, you know, people can say what they want about them, and they will, and that's fine, they can take it, uh, but those guys, man, they give it up, and, and they're, you know, they're completely independent now, so that's all out of their pocket. Yep, yep, Metallica is very cool about what they do, and and I, I, I love them, of course, because Metallica are badasses. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Um. What have you been listening to lately? Oh, man, yeah. So um, I, I did that whole big thing on my show, uh, you know, over the last couple of months where I did the top 100 albums, in my opinion, of the last decade. And yep. I'm uh, I, going to start to get through that, um, Joey. Oh, I have no, a lot of podcasts I need to listen to. No, it's all good, man. I, I, I don't care if someone listens today or next year or 10 years from now. As long as they hear it at some point, it's all good. Uh, but... You know, over the last couple of years, especially not so much early on in the decade, but I found a handful of really quality new metal bands that, uh, you know, I, I think definitely my wheelhouse of taste as far as modern heavy metal goes is definitely going to be bands that, you know, have a big nod to the past. It's another reason, of course, why, you know, I got into Ghost and things like that. Knife Flight Orchestra. But there's two newer bands that are really killing it right now. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention them. Uh, one is a band from California. They're called Haunt, H-A-U-N-T, Haunt, and Haunt? they play, yeah, Haunt, like in a ghost. Uh, uh, the band. Yeah, 
and uh, they play great throwback heavy metal, almost like pre-thrash heavy metal, but like with thrash kind of coming into the picture a little bit. You know, it's like that like 83, 82 kind of era. Their album sound. called Burst Into Flame. Yeah, yeah. There's... What's that? And Mind Freeze. Yeah, Mind Freeze is their latest one. And Burst Into Flame was their first one. And they did If Icarus Could Fly between that. And they've basically put out three albums in the last two years with another from one on Fresno. the way already. What's that? From Fresno, California. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm looking them up right now. Yeah, yeah. So they're great. Like I said, good throwback metal, just really good. You know, you can you know you can hear you can understand the lyrics. I'm big on that, that whole thing. So yeah, a good melodic singing voice. Just had that great classic heavy metal sound to it. And then the other one uh, was this power trio from England, and they're called Puppy. <laughs> oh, yes. I've heard of them. Yeah. I, I am obsessed with that album right now. The, the It's called The Goat. And oh, it's like yes. All... I, I've heard of this album. Yeah. And I just, I can't stop listening to it. So that's that's almost all I can say about it. But uh, I, I got into him through my friend Pete LaRusso, who does the I Am Vinyl podcast. Someone turned him on to it, and his description was great because he was like, it's like Helmet musically, but it's like if Donnie V from Enough's Enough was their lead singer. <laughs> so it's like so, crunchy-ass yeah. metal. With, what's that? Sorry. That's okay. So I was. So you can take it. Sorry. My bad. No, no, it's okay. As I say, it's just like heavy metal with like good, you know, harmony vocals, like real pop vocal, uh, but with the really good riffs. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. That's check them nice. Out. Yeah, puppy. Like I like him so much. I've I've already bought the shirt. Like I was buying the shirt as I was buying the record. It just got me right away. So. Yeah, yeah. my um friends Crash Thompson really likes them and um um rocked like them youtube music critics said i really like like them another band that i really like is pop <laughs> they had this album called morbid stuff um oh. pop oh just pop p-u-p just p-u-p okay <laughs> we should get them to tour together <laughs> we should they're canadian Ah. They've had this song called Kids and Morbid Stuff. It's like honest to God good. Like not like not like Fall Out Boy pop punk, but like really morbid, truthful pop punk. Okay. Like like good punk rock, really. It got really good critical acclaim on like Pitchfork and stuff like that, but Yeah. But real, really good stuff. And um, Spanish love songs. Another pop punk pick here called um, "Brave Faces Everyone." Um, another really good album. Um, that they, they um, are from. Um, where are they from? They're from California. They're from Los Angeles. Um, and. They have the single Kick Out right now, which is being shipped to active rock stations. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like them. Any other good bands you're into right now? Yeah, yeah, real quick. What were they called again? Spanish Love Songs. Spanish Love Songs. All right. I'm writing that down. 
Um, I said those two bands were the two newest things that I, I really have been getting into. And man, <laughs> I should have, see, I didn't come prepared either. I just, those are on the brain right now. So yeah, uh, I didn't come prepared, but we can just shoot I, the breeze about music. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. No, I started listening again to uh, a band that came out a couple of years ago. They were uh, kind of a side, I guess a side band in a way because all the other people, it's, you know, it's not a super group because they're not household names. So you can't call it that. I call them side bands in that case, but you know, people from good bands though, don't get me wrong. It's just not household names sometimes. Uh, but that band gone is gone. Have you heard of them? You've mentioned them on your show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of the guys, it's the singer from Mastodon and it's, uh, him and Troy Van Leeuwen who was in failure and perfect circle. And uh, the drummer from At the Drive-In and Mars Volta. Uh, I think he's definitely I the would drummer. call that yeah. a super group. Yeah. Oh, in, in a sense of, like, the bands, for sure. Just, like, you know, it's not like, you know, like I said, they're not, the, the, the guys by themselves are not household names. So that's why I was no, doing that. I wasn't doing that to be disparaging. So. Names, like, yeah. Yeah, but just great. The guitarists of Queens. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Played on some uh, albums that sold a few copies, for sure. That's for sure. But, yeah, I they have... Uh, it's a big influence on, like, pop punk and the emo scene. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, they, they've got, like, an uh, they've got a full length and an EP out, and they've got a couple of newer singles that came out in the last year or so. And those are all, you know, out there on, online and stuff like that. But really cool band. Like their full length is one of those albums you have to kind of listen to all the way through because it doesn't really stop, so right. it just flows. But yeah, I was listening to that again the other day. Uh, good, good soundtrack for the apocalypse that we have going on right now. That's for have sure. Have you ever <laughs> heard of this band called Spirit of the Drift? I've heard the name, but I haven't heard them. Um, they're a band from Austin, Texas. My friend Mark, hmm. he's a YouTuber from his YouTube channel is called Spectrum Pulse. He got okay. me into them. He, they're from Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, cool. Okay. They're two-piece. But, okay. They're like like the new wave of original heavy metal. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Definitely. Like, that seems to be my thing, like I said, when it's a newer metal band. Because, you know, I'm not a... Uh, I don't know what you would say. Like what what's been happening in the last decade like or so? The five, 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 Hales, like the yeah. Asking Alexandrias. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever eight. they play on Octane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Like the only time I hit Octane, the Octane button is when they're playing Fozzy usually, you know, or something. <laughs> but uh, Or Rival yeah. Sons. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, they're good. They're they're totally good. Yeah. You know, I uh yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's, I'm not in that demo anymore, so I'm going to play the old man card. I mean, I just turned 41, so uh, I know it's all in how you feel, but. No, and, and, I like, like the classic, classic sound, and yeah. I, I'm 24, so it's, like, weird for me to say, I'm not really in that angry, like, falling in reverse does nothing for me. Ronnie Radke's a douchebag. <laughs> Yeah, and you know all those like quote unquote screamo bands, like it's just they all stole it from Refused anyway, and Refused is still out there doing it and doing it better than any of those. Oh bands. yeah, oh it, yeah. It's like why bother, you know? Like, uh, you know, but yeah. So like the latest Refused album, like War Music, man, that's one that'll kick your butt pretty hard. So yeah, I mean, 
you know, refuse. They're they're probably as old as me right now, or maybe even a little bit older. But man, they're putting out records that are perfect for the the climate we're in right now. Not just the uh, current one, but you know, let's say I don't know, roughly uh, last four years or so, just hey. to be vague. <laughs> um, I like the Mongolian band, The Who. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. There's a Mongolian band called The Who. The H-U. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. That's still a clever name as I'll get out, though. I, I'm re- definitely writing that one down. What do they sound like? They they use traditional Mongolian instruments and with traditional Mongolian throat singing. They have a song on the charts right now featuring... Featuring some English singing, but they have songs featuring only the Mongolian singing that I suggest you check out. Well, yeah, um, you definitely picked my John's curiosity. a big fan of them. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, hey, it's good enough for Elton, right? Yeah, Elton John's a big fan of them. It's called hey. Yuve Yuve Yu and the Great Chinggis Khan. Yeah. So just search the H-U and you can definitely... They, their stuff went viral. Like I can see how many views they had for the Wolf Totem, which was their first big video. Wolf Totem. They had a song. They did a remix with Jacoby Shaddix, which got six million views. But the original Wolf Totem got 28 million views. Wow, it's interesting to see who Elton endorses. Like over the last few years, he's. I like that. Like he was, you know, he was on the Alice in Chains record early, like you know, decade ago. He's on the Aussie record, he, yeah, he was on the Aussie record. He did Queens of the Stone Age and uh, two cellos. I mean, like he's all over the map. I love that guy. <laughs> did you like the movie? Did you see the movie? Which one? Rocket Man. Yes, I did. It made me cry. That's, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed it. And, you know, of course, it's going to get that, you know, uh, comparison to Bohemian Rhapsody and all that stuff. But it, I think it, it blows it away. I think Bohemian it blows, Rhapsody, in my yeah. opinion. I think it blows it away. And not that it tells all the truths, but they don't just out and out lie in the way that Bohemian Rhapsody did. They just made shit up in their movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird that the bad guy is the same bad guy. Did you know that? The, the same guy... That's like the manager partner guy, you know? Yeah. He he's the same guy from the Queen thing. Like that's the same guy in real life. He's really? the total that's... freaking yeah, the the parasite guy. <laughs> uh, at least that's uh the way I've read it. But uh yeah. No, I I'm really glad that it, you know, something like that, which even kind of claims to be a little shallow on the front end, like it still convey good emotion. That's what I liked about it too. At least I went to a show in January before all this shit. Yeah. I went to the Glorious Sons and Des Rock show. Oh, that's a good bill. Yeah, absolutely. Did you did you get to see any wrestling this year? Um, yes. I, I okay. helped out the Monster Factory and that's um, right. I, yeah, I, yeah. Last year I saw AEW, New Japan, and WWE. Nice. Yeah, that's the, and I can say yeah, I think I could say the same thing actually. With some ROH thrown in there, and uh, yeah, I'm still jealous of that photo you got with all of British Strong Style, by the way. That oh yes, <laughs> that I was so jealous I when got I saw that man. Too. They were oh. charging ten bucks, but I was like, I just want to shake your hands, and I don't have money right now. But Trent Seven was like, quickly, 
quickly, I'll get the selfie. <laughs> Trad Seven was so cool. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. They seem like this, the nicest guys. Even Pete seems like he's nice. It doesn't seem like he can really hide it too much, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, browser weights, so. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm kind of all over the place here. No, but, no. Yeah, I got I no, got to. This, uh, this conversation is supposed to be all over the place. Yeah. Tool, I love the new Tool record. Yeah, you know, I I am I'm not a I'm not a Tool guy. I uh, I don't I'm not a hater. Don't get me wrong. I just You're not a hater. Oh, okay. I was just making sure you weren't a hater. Yeah, I like I like making fun of the fact that I feel like they out and out just troll their fans endlessly. Uh, true. To an extent. That is true. And, yeah, because it seemed like, you know, what was the wait between albums? 12 years, something like that? 13. 13. 2006 to 2019, 13. So we're almost getting into Chinese democracy numbers at that point, almost. And uh, it's just like, it, it seems wasn't like. It was a Chinese democracy disappointment. <laughs> fair enough. And I'm glad because people are. I've noticed that I have a ton of tool friends. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and it seems like they are enjoying the record and, you know, I don't think anything's worth that weight, but no, uh, it wasn't it, really worth the weight, but it wasn't Chinese democracy levels of disappointment. Good. If yeah, you take I'll, Chinese democracy at base level, it's not no. really a bad record. No, it's not realistic. That's either. my hot take of hot takes. Yeah, no, I like, like me and BJ. My co-host yeah. for this podcast called Epic Horn Section, where we review records, said, it's not a bad album. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> uh, and, he, and he was definitely not happy about that, because when you do that inflection, it's, uh, you know, you're really struggling with yourself. It's like when people say, like, you've just paid money for a movie ticket, the movie sucks. And you're like, it's good. It was good. <laughs> it, there are some good songs on there. The title track's good. Um, better and is good. I would say Better is the best song on there. And just to prove my point, I would still cut 90 seconds off of that song. Yeah. <laughs> like that solo section did not need two full sections in it. And then a retread of the bridge. You just go home after that, dude. <laughs> Yeah, like, sorry didn't need to be, like, freaking the second best song on that record. I mean, I I truly feel like um, Chinese democracy killed the Pro Tools era in the sense of recording on Pro Tools. You know, of course, people use Pro Tools to edit, and that's good. That's what it's kind of was invented for. But I think when people heard that, they're like, we're going to go back to the two-inch tape. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, we're gonna go back to tape. <laughs> yeah, because man, like it's so processed. Like it's just, it's, you know, like one of my, I'm a huge Van Halen fan, and one of my least favorite Van Halen albums is For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Not just because it's Sammy. I like Sammy, but that album you find out later and you know, it, it sounds it. Even when I was a kid, I didn't know anything about how long it took to record it, but it took over a year to make that record. And it sounds labored as shit. So like, so that Chinese democracy is that times 15. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's, what's your least favorite radio rock band right now? 
Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. You know, I'd say for the last, because I, I like to follow all, all genres just to make sure I don't miss out on anything, because the minute you stop digging is the minute you die as a fan. Uh, I, this is kind of, this is probably a cheat, but I'd say for the last 20 or so years running, it's Maroon 5. Oh, that's cheating. Is it cheating? I, 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 was, hoping, I was hoping you would say a certain FFDP. Oh, well, I can't stand them either, and they probably have. <laughs> like, I mean, you want to talk about potentially these are the uh, – they're fan-based, man. Oh, they are. Oh, I've been to a Five Finger Death Punch concert. <laughs> I have, too. I have, too. Don't get me – like, I know I know where I speak, so I'm not just talking shit here. I've been amongst that fan base. And here's the thing. So I had a chance what, – what's that? It's so toxic. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't know anything about, I hadn't heard them before. So I'm going back to uh, probably about 10 years ago at this point. So here's my little concert story here. I, uh, uh, the lady that cuts my hair, she's a good friend of mine. And at the time, her younger son, he was like in his teens, and wanted to go to this one of those like, you know, energy drink festivals, whatever it is, you know. Oh. And I was like, she was like, I, I, do me a big favor. I'll buy your ticket if you can just take him. And you know, I'm sympathetic to this cause because I I know what it's like to be in that position as that being that kid, you know. And I was like, okay, well, at least Rob Zombie's on the bill. <laughs> so yeah, you know, free I, Rob uh, Zombie ticket. Yeah, I was like free Rob Zombie ticket. And I've seen him in a festival setting as well versus you know just the regular show he brings. So I was like, okay, that's cool. And so, like, he was there to see Lamb of God. So that was kind of like me hearing and seeing Lamb of God and Five Finger Death Punch for the first time. Zero impressive on both ends for those bands, but especially Five Finger Death Punch. I saw dudes that were, like, singing every word of those songs. And this guy... I'm surprised you weren't impressed with Lamb of God. Um, I I, I have people who tell me me they swear by Lamb of God. I've heard people do the same thing, but they do absolutely nothing for me. Yes, they can play, but for me, you know, I, I can't stand the singer. I can't stand the vocals. It seems like a good dude, and I supported him during his jail time. But, yeah, I just, I, I have I have been through, like, three Lamb of God sets at this point. They're always opening for, like, a Slayer or something like that, and they bore the shit out of me. They really I've do. Had, I've, had, I've had the pleasure of having three, three years of press passes to rock allegiance yeah um rob zombie was on the bill with five finger death punch <laughs> it was originally Marilyn Mar- manson this was when manson broke his leg ah yes so so manson couldn't show up i was really looking forward to seeing manson because i didn't regret a band wait that year Okay. Um, but story about that is um, um, Five Finger Death Punch. They put on an okay show, but nothing really impressive. Gojira really blew my head off. Oh, I love Gojira. They're such a great band. And Mastodon. It was. Oh yeah. It was. It was. Here was the lineup. Um. Rob Zombie, Five Finger Death Punch, Hailstorm, Mastodon, Gojira, In This Moment, 
August Burns Rev, Steel Panther, Beartooth, Starset, Radke, Badflower, Dead, Greta Van Fleet, Black Map, and Biters, He Is Legend, Them Evils, and more. Nice. Did you get to check out the Biters that day? Yeah, I did. I, I, I think I interviewed the Biters. I did interview the Biters. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, I've interviewed them too. I, one of my favorite bands, unfortunately not of anymore, but since they uh, broke up, but of uh, the last uh, 10 years, some of the best rock and roll you'll ever hear. Yeah. So good. I, I um, 2018's lineup sucked because I saw Limp Bizkit. Oh, <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, I never had to suffer through a Limp Biscuit set, thankfully. Uh, so and I got that. Road, and, the, and Motionless ooh. and White. At least oh. we were three, 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 and Fozzie were there. Yeah, yeah. And Fozzie's good live. Yeah, Hailstorm's good live. You know, with like here's that that's a good, since you brought up this band, my my comparison on Five Finger Death Punch is like, I guarantee you, a hundred percent of their fan base love Godsmack. And yep. that's, how, that's how I feel when I hear that band. <laughs> it's like, this is the new Godsmack, and now I'm sure there's another new them coming down the pike. And it's just, I just, I hate that stuff. I really I do. I fist bumped Chris Jericho that day. I was like, gold! <laughs> and he confirmed it on my Instagram. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I got a glimpse of Jericho, and then Jericho was like, true story on my Insta. And... <laughs> But the but the year I really cherished on Rock Legions was 2016 because this was the lineup. Event seven it was two days. Event sevenfold: Allison Chains, Slayer, Offspring, Breaking Benjamin, Wolby, Chevelle, The Colt. I got to interview Ian Asbury. I was the only one at the festival to interview Ian Asbury. Wow. The Pretty Reckless, Ghost. Pierce the Veil, Vice Mice and Men, Kill Switch, Anthrax, Chevy Metal, that's Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, I know Chevy Metal. Um, Baroness, Motionless and White, Hell Hell Yeah. So I got to see Hell Yeah. Um Nice. Seven Dat Dust, Buck Cherry. I did not I skipped the Buck Cherry set. <laughs> <laughs> um Trivium. That's that's Trivium's fine. always good. Max and Igor Cavalera, I got to interview them. That was a highlight. Yeah. Um, Avatar, Jim Brewer, Sick Puppies, Amity, Affliction, Let Live, Jeez. Neck Deep. Was this like a four-day festival or something? <laughs> this was a two-day. Oh, okay. Jeez. A lot of bands. Three stadiums. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it was at a soccer stadium. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I, is, that, is that the best festival? Is it, is it the best festival you've ever been to? Do you have like yeah, a favorite? Yeah, it was the best festival. festival. Okay. That's what the press tent was actually a press tent instead yeah. of in a room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've, uh, I've been a few of those. Also. Uh, yeah, you know, um, I always go back. Uh, I think my favorite festival that I ever went to was probably Ozfest 99, like overall. You lucky bastard. Yeah, I was at 97 and 99 and 2000, but 99, despite some of its flaws, like seeing a few of these great bands just play back to back to back to back, that was pretty great. Cause, what so, was Ozfest 99? I that, can look that up. No, I got, I got it in front of me. It's all good. I had to like check a couple of things to make sure I didn't get my ears confused, but 
I remember the the opener on the main stage that day was Drain STH, who I'm a big fan of, and they put out two amazing records. Uh, go check those. Never heard of them. Yeah, Drain STH. They were like these supermodels from Sweden that could play like Black Sabbath type stuff. Pretty great. And how they didn't make it in the year that Kitty happened, I'll never know. But I guess they just down the payola. Later, Kenny. You uh, mean? No, uh, Kitty from Canada. Oh. Yeah, because they're they're terrible. They're sorry, but they're awful. Their music is awful. And Drain STH wrote great catchy songs that were also heavy. But yeah, just you know, and aesthetically also, let's just say okay. But anyway, so it was them, and then System of a Down played right after that and this was before system broke i actually had oh, bought shit. the album i bought the album about a month before i saw him here at Ozfest, and i fell in love with it i was just starting to go work at a record store at this point and i couldn't pay people to buy that system record when it came out and uh i was Anchor. like just yeah you know of course when sugar took off people started buying it but i remember being there it was like the uh the fair park scene in spinal tap with like I mean, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon and like nobody was there hardly. There were a few hundred people there in a, like a shed that could fit 20 plus thousand people. And there were like maybe 10 people in the whole seating area that were standing up for system. And I was one of them. And I was just like losing my mind the whole time. And then I remember specifically when I sat down after their set, this uh, this dude like next to me goes, wow, you must really like them. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, they're fucking phenomenal. Uh, but like, yeah, so there's that. They played, and then Godsmack played after them, and I had gone to get something to eat. I came back, and like the place was packed by then, and they're like on their feet singing all the words to the Godsmack songs, and that was like kind of the first. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's what I came back to was that song. It was the last song, and it was like I knew I was old right then and there, and I was old. I was only uh, 20 years old at the time, and I never have felt older in my life besides the time I saw Korn the first time. Those are the times I felt really old. But then the good outweighs the bad, because after that, I literally got Primus, Slayer, Deftones, Rob Zombie, Sabbath. And that was my lineup for the rest of the day. So, Oh, and uh, Kerry King came up during Zombie set to play Thunderkiss 69. So. Oh, that's... That's fucking badass. What was 2000s? 2000, I didn't see the whole day. We got in there just in time because Godsmack was playing before Pantera. So we definitely made it in there for Pantera and Ozzy. We literally won free tickets. And the lineup being what it was, in our opinion that day, there was only one good band playing. And I don't even know if they made it to our town, but Queens of the Stone Age were playing uh, early during the day. August 24th through 30th. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't think they even made it to the Dallas show. But we saw Pantera and Ozzy play full sets, so nothing wrong with a night like that. So. Oh, this, the last a, this time lineup I saw is Pantera. fucking good! Except for Godsmack. I'm not a, I'm not really not a fan of any of those bands. Black Label's alright, and I just don't like any of those. I like Static X a little bit, but not enough to... Did you hear the new Static X stuff? I like them okay. I like the second album a lot. Uh, um, crazy town, no. Yeah. <laughs> if you I mean, were at the July second through fourth ones, ooh, crazy town booted off the tour. 
Oh, good. Yeah, well, they they weren't selling records yet then. They they didn't start selling records until like just after that. I I, I I'm pretty sure that's the timeline. But I remember they were trying to pimp that record for like two years before it hit. Like it was out forever, and then it, somebody finally paid somebody to play it on the radio. So. Yeah. And yeah, it I got just, to number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, well, that just proves that there's no accounting for taste sometimes. So, I, I don't think the Hot 100 has been relevant to me for at least 25 years, probably at this point, if not more. And that's an old man oh, thing to say. But 97. So. Holy fuck. Yeah, I was there. I was at that one. The second stage is good too. Downset, yeah. slow burn, yeah. cold chamber. Cold Chamber yeah. was endorsed by Ozzy. Yeah, no, no, I know that Sharon managed him too. And Drain's TH played that day too on the second stage. I met them that day. Neurosis, man, come on. Neurosis. Forget about it. Neurosis Vision is one of, of the best. Yeah, I, I've seen them live so many times. What did you think about their cover of Shock the Monkey with Ozzy? <laughs> eh, it's okay. It's, you know, and man, I have a limited time for Cold Chamber, but there is something about their music that was very. Uh, interesting to me and you know they were obviously musically kind of a corn clone but i thought they were better players than them at least power man for five thousand you had i love power man yeah machine had you know rob is a dick but yeah he is i I followed that whole dope beef uh, that lasted a whole day last year (laughs) fear factory fear factory typo what, oh, yeah. what can you go wrong with Typo? Pantera? Yeah. yeah. Manson, an Ozzy Osbourne show, and a Sabbath set. Yeah, because Ozzy played about an hour, and then Sabbath played about 40, 45 minutes after that. And it was the Mike Borden drum-led Sabbath, because they were just kind of sneaking back into the getting-to-know-each-other thing again. So, And I actually didn't get to see Manson, unfortunately. I wish I could brag about seeing him at Ozfest, but I did at least see him at a really nice intimate theater on the uh, Hollywood tour. And at the time they were one of the best live bands on the planet. I truly believe that. And I wish. Who was in the know, band? Who was in Manson's band at the time? Was it? At the time when I saw them, the Hollywood lineup, that was probably, that was like their best lineup. Cause it was basically the mechanical animals lineup. Also it was John five was playing lead at that. Yeah, point. I was asking if it was John five. Yeah, it was definitely John five. And, uh, you know, Pogo, Ginger, they were all there. So Yeah, that's know. that's a really good playing band. 96 is a good lineup, too. Neurosis, Fear Factory, Sepultura, Biohazard. Yeah, that's the one that wound up on the CD. They're, there's only They only did those three shows, like out in the Southwest area and one in Canada. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's where it started was those three shows. UK yeah. lineup? Holy fuck. Yeah, they, and they would always change it, too. Like yeah. UK lineup in '98 is Pitch Shifter, Entombed, Head PE, Human Waste Project, Life of, Life of Agony, and Cold Chamber. Main stage was Corn Cancelled. Therapy replaced them. That's a that's a that's an upgrade in my opinion. That's an upgrade. <laughs> Fear Factory, Slayer, Soulfly. Yeah, because they're big. I think they're they, at that point they were a little bit bigger in England, and and Slayer just came off a unfan friendly record, so that's why they were oh, yeah, a little bit further down. Yeah, which I don't mind actually. I, don't, I like it more than most oh, people do. My, we listened to that record. Um, yeah. I liked it. I liked it a yeah. lot. Yeah, um, there, it's Pantera. people are hearing stuff. That, 
Yeah, Pantera, of course. Foo Fighters. Can you imagine that follow? Like, how do you follow? Yeah, I love the Foo Fighters. I that's one of the best rock shows I've ever seen. But I can't imagine what the Foo Fighters sound like after a Pantera set because I've seen Pantera many times in my life. I'll brag, uh, and most bands can't follow them. So the, I can only imagine the Pantera, how that. Pantera, Foo Fighters, Ozzy, and Black Sabbath. That yeah. that that I, I'd be done after that. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> yeah. and then the U.S. This is U.S. show. It's insane. Well, yeah, like the, just looking at the, you know, because I'm on with you like you are, I'm sure right now. The 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 last the the top three bands on the second stage. I wish I could bottle that into a like a like a touring bill. That's an amazing touring bill, just right there. The, the top four. The top four. Yeah. yeah. Incubus, Melvins, System of a Down, and Motorhead. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's not as an opener. Yeah, like in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. And then your top three, because, you know, I mean, definitely Seven Dust and Deftones are, are good on there. But the top three on that main lineup, Megadeth, Tool, Ozzy. <laughs> Megadeth, Tool, Ozzy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. See, we had it so good. We didn't know how good we had it, I don't think. So. No, we did not. <laughs> yeah, you were probably like in single digits at that point for sure. You were, like, probably, like, I was born. Wow. Yeah. So you you didn't have a shot. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, that's I mean, but we all we all have our uh, we all have our arch nemesis though. Like I I talked to dudes that I've worked with at the past that went to Rolling Stone shows ten miles down from where I live, like in a relatively conservative hall. You know, they saw them back in that day. With like three Walk other for killer bands. a really bands long time. Go on a really long rant. Yeah. Me? Because I have to show somebody my pillbox. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah, we 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 do have those people that we uh, run into. Like, I I know a bunch of uh, quote unquote old guys that I know that can brag about seeing Zeppelin like just down the street, like probably ten minutes from where I live right now. Stones, ten minutes from where I live. It's really stupid. But then like. On the flip side of it, like what I'm doing right now with Danny, bragging about seeing these bills. Like I, I work with people that are young enough now, people like Danny that are in their early 20s. They're barely 20 at this point. And if I tell them that I saw the Smashing Pumpkins in the 90s, they're like, oh, wow, that's crazy. I mean, you could go see them still with almost the same lineup. But they're like, oh, you saw them then. Oh. And, uh, you know, I got to see the remote. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, I, that was really quick that I – Game back. Well, that's all right, man. I was talking about the. I was just bragging about the fact that I got to see the Ramones too. So. Oh, you lucky bastard. <laughs> well, that was it. Uh, you, you'll like this story because uh, this was at Lollapalooza '96, the year that Metallica headlined. Oh. And what happened? And yeah, I'll tell you about the bands that I made a point to see that day. I'll tell you real quick, and then I'll tell you the story. So I saw a cool band on Amrep called the Cows. The Melvins played on that same side stage. Uh, then uh, there was a, there was a cool upstart band that didn't make it, but I really enjoyed them. They're called Psychotica, and then Screaming Trees played, and then I saw uh, Jesus, uh, Rancid, Ramones, Soundgarden, and Metallica. That was back to back to back to back, and Steve Earle played before all of those bands. Uh, but 
the thing about uh, I actually had a quick conversation online with uh, CJ Ramon, the bass player at the time, and CJ does his solo thing right now, and he's a good dude. He's always online there. And I read a story in my local free paper after this gig happened that uh, CJ was a photo finish, even making it to the show because they had this Lollapalooza like in the middle of nowhere on this like farmland, like about half hour outside of Dallas. There's nothing out there. It's like, that's probably where they hide the UFOs in Texas, but, (laughs) but it was like 110 degrees that day. I remember that on the ground. It was ridiculous. The Ramones still were there in their leather jackets. Uh, but CJ barely made it to the show. Apparently he didn't break pace as he pulled up in his motorcycle, strapped on his guitar right out on stage for the first note. But uh, what happened was CJ wasn't traveling with the Ramones anymore because they had actually already broken up. <laughs> and they, they played their last shows together that they said were their last shows. And what happened was uh, Soundgarden and Rancid and Metallica as a collective basically begged them to do Lollapalooza because they wanted to play shows with them because they were all fans. So the Ramones agreed to do it one last payday, you know, and, uh, so CJ kind of being the younger uh, guy in the band at that point, I, I theorized that his heart was kind of broken over the band breaking up. So he just basically took off and traveled with this biker gang that he took up with <laughs> riding buddies. <laughs> and, and so him being a photo finish that day, number one, they got lost apparently. Cause he told me this. And number two, they had gotten detained by the cops a couple of times. <laughs> so he was just like, sign a few autographs. They let us go. But uh, yeah, if he hadn't found that place at the last minute, I would have never gotten to see the Ramones. But I got to see them play for like an hour and change. It's still one of the best sets I've ever seen. Wow. Wow. And other bands that weren't on your day, but were main stage on Selected Date. The Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. Cock- the Cockatoo Twins, the Scottish rock band. Yeah, Cocteau Twins, yeah. Cocteau Twins. Cheap, cheap Truck. Yep. Um, Violent Femmes, the Tea Party, Wu-Tang Clan, Devo, and 311. Yeah, I really wish I could have been at the Devo show. I think that was in California. I've seen, there's good footage of that online too, but uh, I've never seen Devo. But uh, uh-huh. Rage would have done. But I, yeah, ours was Steve Earl. We got Steve Earl that day. <laughs> Oh, Copperhead Road, baby. Copperhead Road. Yeah. And he was fine. It was funny because he was like just fresh out of prison, apparently. And there were all these like teenage kids throwing plastic water bottles at him, like from the front. And he just kept flipping them off the whole set. He's like, dude, I just got out of prison. You're not scaring me in the least right now. (laughs) Some of the side stage bands were Benfold's Five, Soul Coughing. Yeah, I love Soul Coughing. Uh, Sponge, Melvin's. Fireside. Yeah. Holy shit. Some of these Lollapalooza yeah. lamps are crazy. Yeah, that was a really neat Lollapalooza. Even though Perry Farrell had moved on at that point from the festival, he actually did his own counter festival that year. But I still say, man, there's a lot of variety there. And I think it actually kept decently in line with the original, you know, kind of conversation of what Lollapalooza was. Although, I still say as an overall alternative festival, it's really hard to beat their first year because Which that was 91. 91. Yeah. They literally had something for 
everybody there because i mean you got everybody from Susie and the banshees the body count on that stage so yeah i think that as far as like alternative music if you're talking about that that's probably the greatest alternative tour that ever happened in, in a sense so yeah 92 that was great yeah 92 was like the it was a cash-in year but man they had a lineup that would definitely put Red Hot chili peppers Soundgarden, yeah. ice cube jesus and the mary chain pearl jam and lush yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. And even and in New like, Jersey, they got fucking Tool. <laughs> yeah. And Tool would show up to some of those shows, by the way, and not play a single note. Not even kidding about that, if you haven't uh, heard awesome. about that. And they would they would stand on stage naked and uh, with tape on their mouths and protest censorship. Corner yeah. of a Pyros would play. We got yeah. a tribe. Just... Yeah. Yeah, they would. Yeah, oh, oh, for sure. And like in you know, the later years, you get Beastie Boys, P Funk, Pumpkins, Primus, Fishbone, like all you know. They got them all. They they checked off every box in that genre for sure. Yeah, now. Ghost has played Lollapalooza a few times. The yep. real one in Chicago and and the. Uh, the knockoffs in Brazil, Chile. Yeah. Like, they brought back Rock and Rio, like, kind of as far as, like, a conversation in America. Again, there was so much footage coming out of Rock and Rio last year on YouTube. They're, like, all pro shot feed stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. Like, I've full seen... sets. So cool. Like, Anthrax and and uh, freaking uh, Alice Cooper. You know, just every – Weezer, everybody played that thing. Ridiculous. Oh, everybody played that thing last year. Yeah. When I was a kid, I remember MTV actually promoting Rock and Rio like around it was like ninety one or ninety two. Bon Jovi played it. Oh yeah. Bon Jovi could it's crazy to think like a band Bon Jovi is so, such an American band on the surface when you think about it. Like they're truly like an Americana band. Uh but they got so big overseas. It was crazy. Like, you know, like Wembley Stadium? Yeah. When they, when they closed the initial Wembley Stadium down, you know, because there's a different one now, but the old Wembley Stadium, the one that Live Aid happened at and Queen, you know, and all that stuff. When they closed, the last shows that were put on were two sold-out nights, two nights of Bon Jovi. So they were like 20 times bigger in Europe and everywhere else than they ever were in America. Fathom that. So, here are the last Rock and Rio lineups. Oh, no. <laughs> in 2015. Do, do the highlights. Because <laughs> there's going to be like three oh, right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, the, there was a female night with No Doubt and Pretty Reckless. With okay. Boss of the People and Gary Clark Jr. Then the Rock Day was... Metallica, Linkin Park, Rise Against, Hollywood Undead, Deftones, Sapultura featuring Steve Vai, Cody Dayton Cambria, and Of Mice and Men. It's a weird lineup. It's interesting. They had an EDM stage for some reason, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, you know, they. you can go anywhere. Like You can have an EDM festival in Abu Dhabi, and it'll do well. I'm not even kidding about that. No, I know. <laughs> it's everywhere. But Taylor Swift that year, and the last time they had it in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. 
Bruno Mars, John Legend. But The Rock and Rio in 2019, everyone played it. Like, yeah, it's like everybody from Shakira to Slayer will play that thing, you know. So. Like, Rock and Rio 8. Uh, where is it? You should go back and look up the old ones from like the 80s and early 90s. Like, it's just, they're ridiculous. I mean, yeah, the cool thing is they they, they support their own culture too. You know, there's a lot of Brazilian bands. Yeah. And uh, I remember Rollins, uh, you like Henry Rollins, like talking stuff. You ever listen yeah, to that? Yeah, I do. He's got this crazy story where he played a soccer stadium in Rio. And the lineup was like the Lemonheads, uh, them, uh, the Rollins band, and Mr. Big. <laughs> like, that was the show. <laughs> Rock in Rio 2019, here it is. The festival was insane. It was 10 days. Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, there's about 300 bands on that bill, if I'm not mistaken. Some of them in the ballpark of that. Nickelback. Oh. Yeah, an Iron Maiden, Scorpions, Megadeth, and Sepultura Day. Sure, yeah. Great Cardi B, BB Rexa, Foo Fighters. Like everybody and your mother played that thing. Yeah, it's like how does how does a festival like that, even if the whole town shows up, it's like how do they make any money? Like, do the band do it for free? Where did, did they kidnap a member of their family? Like, what goes on? The older ones, Queen. It's not Queen. Queen played one, yeah. Oh well, they played. One of the, oh yeah, yeah, they played. They played back in the day. I'm like, I'm not talking about what passes for it nowadays. Yeah, no. But yeah, yeah, no. There's a, there's good footage of that show out there. So yeah, where that's like. Uh, the the Rock and Rio eight. There, it was only two, four, six, seven days. <laughs> only. Only. Like WrestleMania week. There's something going on every day. Uh. Foo Fighters, Weezer, Tenacious D. Yeah. It's crazy. Like Pink, Black Eyed Peas, and Her. <laughs> Muse, Imagine Dragons, and Nickelback. <laughs> One out of three is okay, I suppose. <laughs> Guns N' Roses, The Who, and Incubus on hey. the one in 2017. Bon Jovi, Tears for Fears, and Alter Bridge. That's a weird one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've only seen one of those. Say what? Real quick, quick pop quiz. I've seen one of those three bands live. Which one was it? Alter Bridge. No. Tears for Fears. Yes. Saw them two years ago. (laughs) How were they? They were good, actually. I'm not even highly inflected there. They were, you, you talk about how I like a good troll. Uh, they opened the show with Everybody Wants to Rule the World. And, that is fantastic. Yeah, it was like, I I, I remember it so well, because it was a co-headline with Hall & Oates. And yes, I'm a fan. Uh, so oh, what I'm, happened? I'm from Philadelphia, so I have to be oh, a fan. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's, that's a... 
Yeah, love them. Okay, so what happened was they were. I remember like this song came up on the PA, and I think it was actually a like a what I call a dystopian cover of Everybody Wants to Rule the World. And they play like about 30 seconds of that, and then they come on stage, they start playing the song. I've never seen people do the two step downstairs that quickly with a handful of nachos and cokes and stuff. And they're all like, holy shit, you know. <laughs> I mean, it was like everybody was beelining to their seats, and the place was maybe, maybe half full at that point, if that. So and they I was were just going a- to do a concert called Hoagie Nation on May 23rd. Now it's up in the air due to coronavirus. It was Dow Hall, John and Oates, huh. Squeeze. Wow. Cool and the Gang. Nice. The Hooters, Blues Travel. <laughs> yeah. This festival. Well, you're, uh, the Hooters, that, that's big time in Philly still. Like, yes. I, I hear that. Yeah, like I, I know for a fact they're from there, and I know like some of their offshoots uh, still get together sometimes, and and they got oh, a yeah, nice quality yeah, down they, there. Yeah, they do get together a lot, and they got together. The offshoots got together. Ardmore Music Hall. I live in Brenmore, so I live right by Ardmore Music Hall. Yeah, I have. I actually one of my good friends who lives uh, not too far from where I live. She's a Massive fan of the A's, if that means anything to you. Oh yes, I've heard of the A's. Yeah, that that they came, they're like the early Hooters, I guess, or something like that, to that effect. Yes. You didn't they think are... we would talk about that when you woke up this morning, did you? No. <laughs> if you ever see a guy named uh, uh, David Usikinen, he plays drums for the Hooters. Uh, I need you to oh, make friends. Oh yes, I've heard of him. I need you to make friends with him so I can get him to come on my show at some point because he actually played drums on an Alice Cooper record. So at some point I want to interview him. I'm <laughs> so. friends with I'm friends with uh, college professor David Ivory. Yeah. He produced the first Hailstorm record. Oh, nice! That's awesome. I like that record. He, he helped. He discovered Hailstorm essentially. Nice. That's really cool, man. Oh man. So, so uh yeah. You um I'm out of gas, man. Is it cool? I'm out of gas up? too. How, long, <laughs> how much longer do we want to go? Yeah, I'm I'm good, man. I, I think that's a good high note to go out on. Uh I guess yeah. uh plugs. Yeah, uh, no, top of the show I did it. Cnjradio.com, go check that out. Run all the streaming services and all that stuff for free. But, of course, cnjradio.com is the best place to find us. Uh, look up Rock Strikes 10 on Facebook, and I'll, you can message me on there. Tell me how much you hate me for not liking half, for trashing half the bands I talked about on the show today. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so I'll post this later. You can follow me on Twitter at DJDKooks. Um, and, yeah, a lot of good fan talk. We talked about a lot of festivals. So thank you all for joining us and have a good day.